So, last week, Rochester had a hockey analytics conference, the R-I-T-H-A-C. It's a mouthful, but a lot going on there. Friend of show, Micah Blake McCurdy from HockeyViz.com on Twitter at math On the line. Micah, how's it going, buddy? I'm well. How are you doing? Doing well, man. So tell us, how, how was the, the conference? It was excellent. It was, uh, you know, conferences can be, can be hit or miss. And, uh, and an organization can be tricky, but this was uh, Ryan and Matt Hoffman knocked it out of the park for organization. All of the speakers were good and some were excellent. So it was, you know, even the food was good. Very oh. hard to complain in any way. Yeah, the, the food can make or break a conference. I, I, will, I will attest to that, absolutely. So now you speak of good to great presenters. Uh, I've heard you speak. I'll consider you one of the great ones. What did you present at the conference? Uh, I'll be happy with just okay myself. <laughs> um, I, I presented some, some my most recent predictive model. I make a new model for predicting single hockey games that I use to simulate seasons every summer. And my new one is, is very unusual, and so I decided to talk about it this year. It works by simulations where you try to simulate exactly what's going to, or not exactly, but many times of what's going to happen inside a hockey game instead of just looking at statistics. Hmm. And what were some of the other presentations that you really enjoyed or, or thoughts that were, were innovative or, or groundbreaking and some takeaways from the whole thing? There were two that were really good that I thought were sort of absolutely class above. Um, one was Namita Nandakumar, who was talking about uh, time to play in the NHL after you're drafted. And that was more kind of off-ice analytics, establishing understanding of, you know, what is a reasonable timeline for, for a prospect, especially a prospect of this quality or that quality in terms of what they're going to give you once they make the NHL. And, uh, and also some unusual things like third-round picks. If you go first in the third round, you're much less likely to make the NHL than if you go last in the second round, which is a little bit unusual. Hmm. And so there were lots of fun tidbits there. Uh, I also really liked Alex Novet, who talked about, um, um, about transitions, looking at microstats, this is how you get out of your own zone. This is how you get into the offensive zone. This is how you connect the two together. You know, these are the kinds of strategies that work. These are the ones that don't work. And he was looking entirely with hand track data, which is much more difficult, but, but there's a lot more interesting stuff there because it's new. And, Michael, what are some of the, the new statistics that are being presented that are now given a, a lot more credence, like a shot assists, zone exits, entries, et cetera, things like that? Because some of the latest findings in the analytics community, as always, it's, it's always changing, always developing. Yeah, I think a lot of the interesting stuff is coming out of tracking projects that are taking data that the league is not taking, or mm. if they are taking, they're not providing to the public. So uh, it was fitting that Ryan Stimson, who organized the conference, he's he's been uh, a champion of, of a project that's been looking at passing assist data. And uh, Corey Schneider, who also wasn't there, but whose work came up repeatedly, has been championing some tracking projects. And Alex has been using some of the work from both of those projects and a number of other presenters, too, The so that kind of getting into extra data, that's what lets you connect analytics in the kind of traditional, you know, I just scraped some game data and then I did some statistics to it, to something that you can actually take to a coach and say, you know, this is, this is why this strategy is good. This is why that strategy is bad. And, and being able to connect that in a way that would make a coach understand and say, okay, this hmm. is what we're going to do going forward. And Micah, that's really the whole, the whole point, I think, of what the analytics community wants to get to, so that it's not just information being spouted at old school hockey guys who kind of look at you like you're nuts but but how it can be used what it means to the games that people are watching and being able to uh, really correlate that together like i think that's that the analytics community as a whole has been doing a great job over the last four years of really being able to do that yeah and and it depends on you know the, even the, the diversity of of thought and analytics it mm-hmm. depends on who you're talking to sure. you know, like alex's work that i was mentioning that's very coach centric 
the whereas Namita's work that I mentioned before that is very GM centric, is very front office centric. You know, this is how we ought to think about this, and so it depends a lot on who you're talking to. Yeah, and that's that's what we're seeing now is we're seeing not so much a groundbreaking, you know, here's something totally new, but instead we're seeing, you know, this is how we can take something that we've already understood and and connect it with what other people need to do their jobs. Right, and making it more applicable. In conversation with Micah Blake McCurdy from HockeyViz.com on Twitter at IneffectiveMath. Mike, is there a stat, like let's say zone starts, that have started to be debunked considering how many shifts start on the fly or shot quality stats, like expected goals that, that factor in on shot quality? Is there anything that, that has been, that we used to look at more prominently that, that might be going away a little bit? Uh, I think so. There's a sort of constant churn here because people are at different levels of, of sophistication and different levels of interest, too, which matters. Mm. So we're still, in some sense, we're still fighting the old battles. You know, people are still putting goals against average up for goaltenders up on up on TV screens. <laughs> but I think I think save percentage, for instance, just plain raw save percentage, is uh, is definitely one of those things which is gonna you're gonna see a lot less and less as people start to start to adjust for shot difficulty. You know, that matters for all kinds of prediction, but it matters a lot for goaltenders. Where you see a goalie in Arizona is not just seeing more shots, he's seeing harder shots than a goalie in, I don't know, say San Jose. And last one for you here, Mike. Let's look at the Pacific Division right now with the Golden Knights, Canucks, Flames, and Kings having solid starts. How do you and your models predict that division panning out for the rest of the season? So that, that division is unusually interesting to yeah. me. And and the Vegas Golden Knights are by far the thing that make it really, really fun. You know, they were I expected they were gonna be bad. Personally, my model expected they were gonna be bad. They've been they've been playing out of their skin is part of what makes it fun, is that they've they've been getting almost at five on five, they have the league's best goaltending results so wow. far this year. Which is just you know, only Chicago and St. Louis are even close. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and the way that they've actually been playing between the blue lines uh, isn't close to as good as that. So there's going to be a nasty. I hate to say it because I adore them as a as an expansion franchise. But there's going to be a nasty reckoning there. Well, um, you'd think so, right? Like it has to come back to earth at some point. And I mean, hockey is just completely full of teams who thought that whatever they were doing when they happened to get on a hot run had to be clearly right, and they believe exactly what they're telling all their players, and they start to you know the skepticism drops away real fast. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get yourself into holes where you start making short-sighted decisions. Yeah, and, and the, the task then for front offices and coaches and all that becomes, all right, are you willing to accept that what you saw at the start might have been a mirage and isn't sustainable and make adjustments? We've seen some teams who kept on that same path early, a few years ago as Colorado, right? They, they surprised everybody, and we found out it wasn't sustainable. So it's about making those adjustments, too. I think there might be some chance that you will see the kind of adjustments that that are needed here because I mean Vegas's success is so clearly predicated largely on their goaltending. Um, and you could say, you know, Flurry has always been an okay at least goaltender, and maybe he's found a good spot for himself. But of course, he's not even playing now. They're down to their third stringers already. Right. So, so you know, statistically unsustainable is one thing, but also you know the people who did those things for you, even if they could sustain them, they're not playing. Right. Yeah, if they're not there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Micah, thank you so much. Let's uh, touch base again later in the season. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Micah Blake McCurdy from HockeyViz.com. A must-follow at Ineffective Math.